welcome to Your Life Choices, Australia's longest established, most trusted digital destination for the 50 pluses. Our aim is to inform, empower and engage and talk to the occasional Leon Delabosca, uh, who's more than just occasional. Leon's the uh, publisher of Your Life Choices and this podcast with me, John Deeks, is always happy to talk to a diverse range of folks and we've got somebody who uh, you suggested we speak to today, Leon. I have. We've got Mark Brandy. Who is a young? Um, well, he, he must be young because young, he went to school with you. And, he went to uni with you. Well, we went to uni together uh, mid-career. Yeah, Mark is a fabulous Australian author. Author of three books now, two of which I have read. The third I am yet to read, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Mark, hello. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the show. You're not nice to talk. Have you have you made any money out of being an author in Australia, mate? <laughs> Go straight to it. Well. John. <laughs> Straight <laughs> to the point. Well, look, it's a, it's a small market, so eking a living can be pretty difficult. Because you've got to be brave, haven't you? Yeah, look, making the move to writing, it's not something you, you do for financial reasons, that's for sure. But um, I'm fortunate, really, through, through a combination of things that I'm able to eke out a living through um, like royalty from the book, public appearances, grants, various things. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty fortunate when I look around at other authors that I'm able to focus on writing solely and not have a side mm. really. There's always a job for you here at uh, Your Life Choices, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, uh, well, um, Mark does write an yeah, well, occasional article for... Such for as? One of um, the best articles I've read on Alzheimer's you wrote for The Guardian, Mark. That was a oh. fantastic article. Which is, you had sort of intimate experiences with that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Leon. Yeah, a few years ago now, my, my, it was about my late father and, and his experience with, with Alzheimer's. Beautiful. Uh, written a few. Thanks, Leon. Um, so, tell, tell, tell me about your your first book, uh, please, Mark. Yeah, well, Wimbledon came out in in two thousand seventeen, but it was a had a bit of a long gestation. I, I started it actually in, in one of the classes that Leon Leon and I were in together with uh, the late Anya Walwick, who was a a poet and a teacher at RMIT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was terrific. And it was a short story class that I was doing there. And and Anya was the, the sort of teacher, she basically gave you freedom to, to really write from your heart and, and not to self-censor. And after reading a particular short story that we that she brought to class, I, I wrote about a, a rabbit hunting mm. experience that I, I had as a kid. And it was kind of a fictionalised account of, of that hunting trip with my father and I went away from that class and I, I worked on the story um, I tried to get it published the short story in a few places in Australia that uh, no one took it up so I ended up getting it published in some obscure Irish literary journal as it turned out and it then got picked up by ABC Radio National so I, I, I read it on there which was a wonderful experience but I but I suppose I thought there was more to the story, more to those voices. So I, I went back and and kept writing, and that's really where where Wimra began, which was kind of a really a rural crime story, but more in the vein, I guess, of, of literary crime. Yeah. Um, so it's not in your kind of traditional uh, plot-driven crime story. Yeah. It's, it's more of a character study, I would say. From the very first chapter. You build that intrigue, and I'm not going to give anything away, but I think everyone who's listening should read Wimmera. It's certainly one of the better books um, I think has come out of Australia in the last decade, and that's not just because I know Mark. It's genuinely a great book. I read a lot, and that was one of my favourite books of the year that I read. 2017, was it? 2017, Wimmera came out. Now, I remember 
the short story Mark's talking about. And I still remember that class with Anya who who actually sadly passed earlier this year. Yeah, last year. Last, last year, year, late last year. Um, mm. Fabulous, fabulous woman, incredibly talented. And one of those writers who, um, like Mark said, let gave you the freedom to find yourself and find your voice. And one of the things I always loved about Mark's work was your voice, Mark, and the ability to, to make me feel like I was the character. Mm. And that's the thing that came through Memora. You know, like you say, it wasn't a traditional crime story set in rural uh, um, is it Victoria? Rural Victoria? Well, rural yeah, Australia, yeah, we'll call it. Yeah. yeah. And this meandering intrigue that you build uh, over the course of the story. I mean, it starts with a real hook, I suppose you'd say, with the, um, y- you know, you set the scene pretty quickly. And then you sort of go on this meandering, intriguing journey that's just gripping all the way. I'm a big fan of Wimmera. Also a massive fan. And I always remember the, uh, was it the yellow leather that the rifle was in from that shot yeah, for some, some reason. Yeah, yeah the, the case. That's that, right. <laughs> the image of that on the back of the car seat still sticks with me. Now, no one here knows what I'm talking about. Suffice to say, <laughs> Mark has a way with words that creates incredibly powerful images. And, and yeah, I, I think Wimmer is a fantastic book. But juxtaposing that, going from the getting inside a childhood in rural Australia to your second book, Mark, The Rip, Homelessness and Addiction in Inner City Melbourne, Richmond, mm. And surrounds. Um, tell where, us, where, tell where us how. Yeah. I mean, where, the thing I was was marvelled at with you, Mark, was you had a seemingly endless well of stories and to to, to draw from. And I think the rip is. I'd, I'd be re- love to know how you got into the minds of those characters too. What's the synopsis there, Mark? Essentially, it begins with a with a homeless woman sleeping rough uh, on the streets of Melbourne, actually in Princess Park, which isn't far from where I live. And, and she's there with her, her best mate, Anton, and their dog, Sonny. They're battling addiction, really, but there's still life in their life, mm. and, and there's a sense of home and, and kinship with one another, um, and they're just trying to make the best of their lives day to day. And they then come into contact with a bloke named Steve, who, um, who kind of offers them a place to stay in his flat, which seems like a really good deal at the time, and they move in there, but... Gradually, uh, as the story builds and time passes, Steve becomes more unpredictable, and there's this strange smell in the flat as well, which um, which Danny picks up on. And before they know it, they're really uh, caught in something which will threaten both their lives mm. and on Danny. So, you know, it, again, it was a story for me which really it started with voice, and a, a lot of my writing starts like that. I had this voice of Danny. And I just started writing. So the very first scene of the book with her waking up in Princess Park was the, the first thing that I that I wrote. And I, I didn't really have a sense at that point where it was going to go. But it's, it's more in hindsight, I suppose, when I when I look back on it and I think, you know, what what brought me to write that? And I think it was it was partly just a reaction to what I was seeing on the streets of Melbourne at that time. So around you know, 2017, 2018, when heroin was getting quite bad and peaking, particularly down in, in Victoria Street in, in Abbotsford and Richmond, and there was a, a spate of overdoses, which uh, led to the um, supervised injecting facility uh, starting down there. And, you know, I was just interested because I spent a bit of time down there. I would t- take my parents down there for lunch, uh, one of the Vietnamese restaurants, and there was just this 
incredible subculture which you know people turned a blind eye to and, and people you know there's open dealing on the streets there's people shooting up in laneways and all this sort of stuff and everyone's going around their, their daily business kind of looking mm. away from mm. that and and I was just really in, intrigued by that and I, and I think it was in part reflected in some of the, the social policies that was occurring at the time too because there was obviously, and still is, issues of homelessness and, and issues in the CBD. And it was interesting seeing the dynamic because you, you have, uh, I guess, some members of the public who are sympathetic to that and, you know, want to take, a, a, I suppose, a more um, health-centred uh, approach. And then others, I suppose, who, who look at people who are sleeping rough and, and look at people who are suffering from addiction and think, well, you've made some bad choices in life. And... I don't really buy that because I just think that it was so often we're, we're, we're born, you know, we're, we're born very lucky. We can have just fantastic circumstances where, you know, our, our parents are doing quite well. We're given a few opportunities. We have family support. But that isn't the case for so many people yeah. in the community. And all it takes is one small thing to go wrong sometimes yep. and, and they can be on the streets. And, you know, that's what I... That, that's what I think drove me to write it and, and to be inside that, that voice. And I, I think as, as a writer, what I wanted the reader to, to experience was seeing the world through, through Danny's eyes and almost for me as the author to, to melt away and, and they're just inside that world. Our special guest on Your Life Choices is Australian author Mark Brandy. He's had uh, two books out already and has just published a third. Tell us about that. Yes, the others. It just came out. So this is a, a bit of a change again. It's probably a, a move back, I suppose, to the, the rural setting in a sense of my first book, Wimra. They're quite a different one too because it's the story of a young boy named Jacob uh, and his father who are, who are living on a, a very remote property out in the wilderness. And for his 11th birthday, the, the father gives Jacob a diary ostensibly to help with his reading and writing because he, he's homeschooled. But through the diary, which is the, the form in which the story is told, we, we see Jacob's interactions with the farm and, and the natural world, but also his observations about his father who, who becomes increasingly protective over his son and warns of dangers outside their land. But inevitably, uh, Jacob's curiosity gets the better of him, as it does for a lot of kids, and he, he ventures uh, outside their property and, and then makes what is really a, a shocking discovery, which makes him question everything that he's been told by his father. So I guess that there are some parallels when I look back over my three, three works, that this again is a very tight um, uh, first-person perspective. You're very much in the world of Jacob and his father on this farm, and, you know, I, I'm sort of careful about not giving away too many spoilers, yeah. but there's, 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 I hope anyway, a, a kind of a, a creeping sense of, of dread as people are, are reading it, but, but also empathy and, and, and sympathy for these characters in, in the predicament they find themselves. So well, That's what I think. You, know, you, it, it, you do that so well, Mark. You, you put a face seems to, to be these a theme situations. As well. and, yeah. and like you, you know, you couldn't have put it better if, if you do say so yourself, melting away everything else so that you become the protagonist and, and yeah well I mean that's a, it's, a, it's a good point because it, it's what I suppose what I what I try to do as a writer is, is what I 
like to read, you know. And mm. so the stuff that I like to read is where I don't see the author's hand so much, you know. Like you're not feeling mm. the author's presence in the story, telling you a story. Um, there's that distance. I, I, that's what I feel anyway. But in some of the books that I love the, the most, you know, um, Cormac McCarthy's The oh, Road, for example. You get, there's a lot of that in your work, which so, I, I love. What, what's your writing um, process, Mark? Do you get up every morning and write for eight hours? Yeah. Do you do Tell it overnight? Tell me your secrets, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, my, my background, I, I worked, and I think I was still working at the time I was doing the class with Leon um, at the Department of Justice. So I had kind of a, a regular day job, office job. So any time I had away from, from that, uh, you know, I was, I was working feverishly on, on Wimmera at that time. I probably start writing at about midday. If, if I'm in the midst of a draft, maybe two to three hours, pretty solidly. But when I'm editing, that's different again. Like I find that I can edit almost nine to five. I can, I can do that. It's, it's a very different mindset. Whereas when I'm drafting, it's, it's quite intense and I'm inside that world and, and it, it's pretty draining experience. Is, and, is it easy to stay focused and disciplined? I love it. You know, that, that's the thing. I, I really I, I love writing. Because in my career, prior to writing creatively, like when I was working in government, writing was kind of my strength. And going back to when I was a kid, I always, I loved writing. I, I, I loved writing stories. I loved doing illustrations for stories and all those things. And I suppose that when I was a kid, though, particularly growing up in, in rural Victoria, the, the idea of being a writer as a career wasn't really <laughs> a realistic prospect. Um, and, and I've got three older brothers, and, and they all ended up working in, in law enforcement as it happened. So I kind of followed that that path. But it, it took, took me a while, I suppose, to realise that you know I, I wanted to give creative writing a crack, and and it was really starting that that creative writing course at RMIT that that was the spark. And I thought, you know. Um, if, if I'm going to give this a shot, I've got to give it a proper shot, and, and that's what led me to, to quit my day job and, okay. and take that risk and, and, and focus on writing. That's that's the that's the thing I think is of interest as well to a lot of our members is you didn't start out as a writer, Mark. I mean, it was a no. uh, you know you you had a career and then one day said. I'm going to follow my, well, I suppose your passion and went back to university mm. and retrained and retooled and you, it's like you had that one just sitting there. I mean, I know it's not easy to get a, a book published and I know it's, you know, people say, oh, you know, anyone can write. They can't. And it comes down to what John touched on before, that discipline and the, and also that, that spark and having that spark. It's like being a comedian. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of funny people. Mm. But being a comedian, being funny all the time is hard work. Is hard work. Mm. And it mm. takes a lot of brain power and it's draining. And, and you know, I think, look, what, the work that you've produced, Mark, is um, fantastic. And I, I'm really looking forward to, um, to reading um, the others as well. Now, where can we get all these books, Mark? Yeah, where, where can you find the Mark Brandy collection? Yes, well, in, in your local bookshop, uh, independent bookstores will, will stock all my books. Um, as well as the, the bigger chains um, or, or otherwise on, online. So um, you can head to my website at markbrandy.com. That's a B-R-A-N-D-I? That's right. D-I, that's yep. correct. Yeah, so so they're all, all out there now and it's you know exciting to have another book out in the world in a, in a very 
in very different so it's environments. The, the others is the new one. The others, yep. And you read that, and you want to you want to read the others. Others, if you pun the pun. Right. But hey, speaking hey, of the others, Mark, any others on the way? Yeah, look, I'm drafting. A comedy on his next book. A comedy. This guy doesn't stop. Because <laughs> every every actor wants to be a singer, and every singer wants to be an actor or something like that. Is there going to be something a little bit away from what you've been doing, Mark, or is it on the same vein? Well, his it's always in a li- crime. Yeah. He's got to keep. With <laughs> well, maybe he wants to do a comedy. I don't know. Crime comedy. I know. Yeah. I actually had a, a book launch last night, and I and I did joke that my next book might be a kind of rosy project style romantic <laughs> comedy. Um, picture book, a picture book, a pop up book. But I don't know. Like your publisher, gun sort of, comes out or something. Yeah. <laughs> they tend to. Um, I mean, they like you to say. Yeah. More or less in your lane because they obviously invest quite a bit in um, in marketing you as a sure. as a brand, really. Um, but it, you know, you, you've got to write what interests you, and I suppose that I I'm interested in those darker aspects of, of humanity, mm. and um, those are the things that I find most fascinating, both in my reading and writing. So I suspect the next one will be along those lines. Go get them, folks. Support Australian writers and Mark Brandy. It's been a great pleasure to have you on Your Life Choices. It's been fantastic to talk, John and Leon. Thanks so much for the chat. Thank you for joining us. We're here to inform, empower and engage, and we'll see you next time for our next podcast. This is John Deeks and Leon Delabosca. Be well.